Welcome to the First Time Moms Beyond 35 podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Prosper. Well, we are winding down towards the end of season four. Thank you all for listening in on every episode. Really pleased to have you here, and I hope you'll come back next week for our final episode of the season. Today, you're going to hear from my guest, Cha Jones, who's currently living in Mexico with her three-year-old son, who she had at 43. She has written a book to each um, to teach others on how to manifest exactly what you want. Listen into her story now. Tell us about you know what you're up to and and where you're at. Well, I am living in Mexico um, with my three-year-old. He just turned three. So happy birthday! <laughs> yeah. Happy anniversary! <laughs> so I guess the. Three weeks ago, he turned three, and so we're living in Mexico, and I am uh, still a consultant doing the work that I love to do, which is training, development, producing, um, event planning, and just helping people. Beautiful. So tell me, you, I know we know that you had a baby at 43. Well, I know that because I, <laughs> I've got a little, little bit more information on you. Um, you had your baby at 43 and that's your first baby boy who's now three years old. Um, give us the goods. Why did you have him at 43? So I don't know that I was intentional about having him at 43. And actually my heart, like, okay, I'm going to give up this pursuit of being a mother is going to stop at 43. That was my like magical number. So if I don't Mm -hmm. ever have a child by 43, I'm going to just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to have a child probably in my thirties. But as life would have it, I just didn't have the opportunity. Um, I'm kind of glad that I did not have a child until I was 40 because I got to live my life, you know, twenties, I was in college, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, finding myself and, uh, you know, buying houses and doing all the things that, you know, moving up on the corporate ladder. And then mm-hmm. um, 30s was really about just like stepping into myself. And so I lived abroad, um, still continue to uh, follow my career pursuits. Uh, then I ended up going back to school, got my master's and mm-hmm had businesses and just lived my life. And so it wasn't that I wanted to put off having a child, but I'm grateful that I did wait till I was older because number one, I'm more mature. Number two, mm-hmm. um, I think I have way more to offer a child and I'm more patient. Um, if I had a child at 20, I don't know, either I'd be in the morgue or the child be in the morgue. And I mean, <laughs> right? I just probably, I would have flipped. I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. I Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't patient enough to deal with it. I mean, I even have a sister that's, she's 26. So she's 20 years younger than I am. And she actually Mm -hmm. just had a baby. And Mm -hmm. I remember her coming home. And for two weeks, I ended up having to have her. And I was, you know, 20 years old. And so it was just not a good look. And I mm-hmm. so there's no way I can have a child right now. So mm. I just waited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on having that journey turn out as successful as it has for you. Um, I'm supposing then your journey, did your journey include um, assisted reproductive support or 
everything was natural for you? Everything was natural other than the birth. Um, I ended up having because, you know, after 35, they start calling you geriatric. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <hate> that word. <laughs> they, they always want to induce your labor. And so I mm -hmm. tried my best to convince them to wait as long as possible. So um, the week before I would have been 40 weeks. So the 39th week, they wanted to induce me and I waited to the very end of that. And mm -hmm. then I was in labor for four days. And wow. finally, I was like, I'm probably if I even go into labor at this uh -huh. point, at any point, then I'm going to be exhausted. So I'm going to tap out and we're going to do a cesarean. So that's mm -hmm. what Okay. Either way, congratulations. It's a um, beautiful experience and it was safe and you have a healthy baby. That's one for us to give major applause for. You um, wrote a book. You can manifest your dreams. What inspired you to write the book? Well, um, people always say that I'm a master manifester, and I've been manifesting the things that I desire in my life. Um, mm -hmm. my, my third book. Um, actually, I have two other books, but they're on two different topics. One's for girls and inspiration for them. And then one is really about intercultural work and living abroad. Um, but this particular book I wrote after I manifested my child because mm -hmm. I've I manifested my life abroad. I manifested this child. And literally, um, like I said, I, the heart stop for me was 43. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want, if I don't have a child by 43, I'm over this. But um, you know, six months prior to that, I had met my child's father. Well, I met him a couple months prior to that, and we developed a relationship. And I thought that you know he was a great father. I thought this was actually going to be my husband. And so we had a conversation about us getting pregnant. And then I literally said, "Okay." I'm going to manifest this child. And he was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to call him forward. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time I thought I was calling forward a daughter. Um, and I was really distraught when I found out that I was having a son for many reasons, but um, not, I mean, I was going to be happy one way or another, whether mm -hmm. it was male or female, but for so many reasons, being a black woman raising a black man in the United States, I was mm -hmm. kind of like, this is not what I'm asking for. Mm -hmm. However, um, I really just literally wanted to manifest um, with intention, this mm -hmm. child that I was bringing into love. Right. Mm -hmm. And so after I did that, then I was like, you know what? I'm real powerful because you can manifest a whole being, then you powerful. It's like <laughs> totally different than manifesting <laughs> my trip to South Korea. <laughs> it's totally different because that's just seeing something, knowing that I can have it and keeping it moving. But to actually manifest a person into mm -hmm. being in creation, that's, that's powerful. So then I just decided I would write this book to teach other people how they could be as powerful. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some, a few little nuggets of how you were able to do that? Yeah. So 
you know, with manifestation, it's really about having the right mindset and knowing that you have the power to do it, right? So you're calling forward whatever it is that you want. Literally, for example, when I um, wanted to go move abroad, I literally spoke it out into, into the universe. Hey, I want to go live abroad. And I went to sleep and literally I had an offer uh, three hours later when I woke up from my nap. But when you're manifesting, you have to have the intention, number one. Number two, mm-hmm. see it in your mind's eye. Call it forward. Either write it down or speak it into existence. And then you have to detach yourself and allow it to occur. Um, and that just means that you kind of forget about it and go about your business knowing that it's going to come at the appropriate time for your highest and greatest good. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that same thing with having a child. Um, We prayed about it. We sat down. I called forward and asked for, you know, this child who is ready to come into existence to come forward. And literally I was pregnant three weeks later. Amazing. So did you only have to do that once or did you do it every day for the three weeks? I did it once and totally forgot about it. Just was like, I know this is time and we're going to let it go. It's going to let it work its magic. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And did your partner do that with you or you did it on your own? Um, I did a separate pay- prayer on my own, the call mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. and to really connect with the child. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're ready, if mm-hmm. it's the appropriate time, come forward. But then I did do a prayer with him and we prayed for the child. And Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. Um. I'm so blown away because it sounds so easy, doesn't it? I mean, but I think when you, there's a quote, um, you have to believe it before you see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, um, because it's not the first time I was like, okay, I'm ready to be a mom. Like I was in a relationship, a long-term relationship for four years, like several years mm-hmm. ago. and I thought I was ready and you know not you know prayed about it was like you know this is what I want and I thought I was like okay I'm manifesting this it's gonna happen but you know this is the other thing I tell people when I'm working with them is that because I also do coaching and stuff so when I tell them that it's not only when you're ready it's when you're aligned with what is that you're actually intending to bring forward it has to be an alignment that mm-hmm. thing has to be ready to come in your life and you have to be ready to be responsible for it so I wasn't ready at that time and so you know you get especially when you're asking for a child um, I know a lot of people who have fertility issues and I remember someone telling me at one point I have fertility issues. I was like I do not believe that I'm not <laughs> I'm not receiving that and I'm gonna have a child when this is the point in time period mm-hmm. and that's just how I put it and so I'm not discounting people who have uh, struggles or, or it takes mm-hmm. a little bit more time mm-hmm. because I was prepared for that too. Like I literally had the teas. I had all of that that I never used. As a matter of fact, I still have the tea in the container never been opened that I had mm-hmm. ordered. Um, but I was prepared, you know, I was prepared to go through the journey of whatever it sure. took to bring forth that child. And I think even um, when you believe something, you can really tap into it but you see a lot of times that there are people who have fertility issues may have been praying for a child have been doing everything i you know all the fertility uh, mm-hmm. 
the Mesh treatments, the, yes. the treatments, the drugs, and, and nothing happened. And even go to adopt a child, and then then they stop doing it, right? And then they get pregnant, and mm -hmm. that's because they are the, they they detach themselves. And a lot of times, you can't manifest what you are attached to because mm -hmm. you're trying to bring it in. You're not. You're the vessel. You're not the, uh, you're not God, right? Or mm -hmm. whatever you believe in, you're not the highest being. So therefore you have to step back from it because what you tend to do, if you're, if you're attached to it is you're trying to force it and manifestation mm -hmm. happens when you allow. Mm -hmm. So do you go against then? I mean, you mentioned, um, that you were, it was also told to you that there may be some fertility issues and you basically squashed like hearing that. So, I mean, what if someone's looking at something or even like you, you're looking, you, were you looking at a medical document? Was it a medical person that had said this to you or it was kind of just an anecdotal thought that there could be a fertility issue? Um, so no one medically ever told me that I couldn't have children. Um, literally it was like a, you know, somebody who was trying to speak you know, life and sickness mm. or whatever. Okay, and okay. like, well, you know, I see, I foresee medical. And I was like, yeah, I'm not believing that. Thank you. Okay, good, <laughs> and good, I'm going to keep it yeah, moving. Good. Um, so I never even, I, I asked doctors, but I never had got any tests done. Um, but I knew gotcha. I was getting older. I, and I, when I was much younger, like in my 20s, I had some, like I totally quit having menstruation. Um, so like for three or four years and I literally even even that I manifested that to happen again because I knew I wanted to have children so I was like sorry uh, did you say three or four years you didn't have a period I did not they were not they were either not regular or the first uh -huh. year it was like no no periods at all uh -huh. and I went to a doctor they were like well the only thing you have a hormone imbalance so we have mm -hmm. this medication I was like I don't want to take that so mm -hmm. I did, um, and I literally just started looking up natural remedies, mm -hmm. and I brought the period back using natural remedies. Miraculous. Miraculous. Well, now that you're a mom, and you know you, you powered through, and you, you manifested um, making that happen, and it's so timely, right? So you said... 43 was your kind of your cutoff and, and that's exactly how it happened for you. Now that you're a mom for the past three years, can you tell us what it's like? Is it, is it everything you expected? Um, I don't even remember what the expectation was. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I I'm always, what was the expectation? <laughs> I always wanted to be a mother. I, I've always been nurturing and I always knew I would be a good mother. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that. I'm grateful for it. And even though I didn't really want a son because of the responsibility I felt like I was going to be charged with, um, I absolutely love my son. He's like so nurturing. He's so intelligent. He mm -hmm. is everything I could ever imagine, you mm -hmm. know, having a child be. Um, and boys love their mothers. And mm -hmm. he absolutely loves me so I think um being a mom is everything that I could even imagine it mm -hmm. being plus four so mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the best job that I didn't even well I guess I did sign up for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what's a day in the life like for you 
So now, because it, it, he's just started school, so it's it's waking up, and he always like, "Hi, mommy. Good morning." And then, you know, we go into our, "Hi, how are you doing?" and giving hugs mm-hmm. and kisses, and then getting dressed and eating breakfast, and then you know, getting him prepared for school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I miss a whole chunk of a day because you know, that time where we used to do things and go outside and play mm-hmm. and all those things are now missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's real easy peasy. He's, you know, well adapted um, and he, you know, really can play alone and do all those things. So, you know, I'm a consultant. So mm-hmm. oftentimes I have to play and work and, and mm-hmm. he's easy with it. Um, but he's also a Leo, so he demands attention. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, I'm a Leo too, so I know what Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so very much wanting to be the center of attention. Um, but it's, it's, for the most part, it's, it's really simplistic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's a great traveler. He's been traveling since he was four months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we moved abroad last year um he adjusted quickly so it's been good yeah i think a lot of that um because i've traveled with my daughter too um six months and we went international and i what i think helps as a lot a lot is the parents so you're like you've done an, a stellar stellar thing a, a stellar job you know being able to move your your baby and then uh, toddler around to so many different places and then it's like how much we can cope with, right? And then what we what we teach, and they they adjust as they see us being calm through every scenario. I think it really helps that you're grounded. Um. Okay, that's cool. What about you know what you're doing? What do you think for yourself? Like, what are you doing to be the best that you can be? Especially like you're a consultant. You're you're running a you're running a successful business and then, you know, I know you've, he's, he's in school now, but like, what can you do or what are you doing that's helping you be the best you can be? Sure. That's a great question. Um, so one of the things that I realized, you know, I, I spent 43 years, 43 years of my life as a single individual, one mm-hmm. person. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you start, even if you were getting married and then you like, spent all this time by yourself and then you like add another person to your life um with being a mother I'm adding a child to my life and I have to change and adapt which was Mm -hmm. not easy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and nobody gives you a manual they just give you a child and say Mm -hmm. all right change (laughs) it's like wait what I didn't expect all this so one of the things I tell people all the time is that you know know who you are Mm -hmm. and And don't, just because you become a mother doesn't mean that you just have to do mothering things all Mm -hmm. the time because you are an individual and you have to also make sure that your well-being is taken care of because you are, just like they say when you're flying, you know, you have to put your own face mask on first before you Mm -hmm. start to save other people. And I think because I am, you know, it was over 40 when I had a child, I understood that I was grounded in myself first and then I could give to someone else. And so I say, ask for help. (laughs) Like, 
I know I'm going to tap out and be like, okay, I need a nanny. Um, mm -hmm. I can't do this all by myself. And so the great thing about living in Mexico is that I can afford a, a nanny and it's mm -hmm. not um, ultra expensive. So I, I got a nanny to help me do the things that I need to, mm -hmm. to have done within the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is just really knowing that I don't have to stop my own pursuits, that mm -hmm. I can them both. I can be a mother and I can also still take care of me and, you know, go after the things I desire to have in my life. And I don't have to put them on hold because mm -hmm. I am now a mother. Um, I think oftentimes mothers and, and myself included, we, we tend to like try to appease our children first. Mm -hmm. We try to, you know, think that being a good mother means that you're always, you know, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365, that you're being a mom. Well, mm -hmm. what happens to you? And then <laughs> those mothers end up burning out and then they, you know, get to a place where they're like resenting the motherhood. And I don't ever want to be at that place. So I just yeah. try to find that balance. And, and that means you just have to really know yourself and you have to know what your boundaries are and you still can be a good mother and still be like, you know what? Today I need a drink yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or today, you know, if you don't drink today, I need to go get a massage yeah. or, you know, self-care. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Important. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, looking after yourself so that you can help to look after others. Totally. I mean, you shared a lot with us and, you know, obviously you are a transformational coach as well and you're helping people on this journey. Are you working with people that are trying to have children right now? I haven't um, worked with anyone trying to have a child over a mm -hmm. year, um, mm -hmm. but I have had clients who were trying to have a child. One actually got pregnant and then halfway through the pregnancy, they lost the child. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I know that, and that's, yeah. that has to be difficult. Mm -hmm. I can imagine of that. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, I work with individuals who are just trying to transform their life and trying to make change, whether it, it is having a child and trying mm -hmm. to put that in perspective. How do you do that and balance your life? Or how do you, you become a mother and you know deal with the balance of being a mom and, and mm -hmm. having career or starting a business or what have you. Um, yeah. And I do a lot of work with intercultural um, understanding and awareness for people who are living abroad, wanting to move abroad, or people just trying to figure out, well, how can I move abroad and change my life? Because I don't want the life that I currently have. Mm -hmm. That's good. I was actually going to bring that up to that, you know, on this journey of motherhood, it is so important to have a community and to seek the help. And if, you know, something like coaching helps a mom to get balanced, especially, you know, doing this later in life, we may not have support from our elders, you know, our, now our parents may not be really in a position to help us as much as, you know, perhaps when we were in our youth and we might be able to get, you know, ideas when working with someone who a coach, you know, like yourself, child. So that could be a huge market, you know, working with moms to help them balance their life today. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what's the best way for people to connect with you? 
Yeah, so I'm on Facebook as author Cha Jones. I am on Instagram as Cha Jones. I also have my own podcast called Life's the Vacay. And that's on several different uh, platforms, but I, you can check it out at lifesthevacay.com. Um, awesome. If you don't have a particular, you know, podcasting listener, <laughs> uh, I guess, market, then you can always go to the website and find the podcast. Sweet. Congratulations on launching that. I know that it's fairly, you fairly did this fairly recently. Is that correct? For Life's yes. the May. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So Life's a Vacay is, you know, I literally came up with it having brunch with someone and they were like, you know, what did you do this week? And I was like, oh, I was at the beach. You know, I did this. I went to the pool. I, you know, went to this one club and they were like, oh, so you just had like a mini vacay. And I was was like, no, my life's a vacay. Like literally, you know, I do the things I love to do and there isn't a separation between vacation and life. Yeah. I wake up and I choose, you know, I have the work that, you know, gives me joy and allows me to have freedom and flexibility. And then I don't separate that from the actual living aspect. If I want to go to the beach today, I can go to the beach. If I want to get on a plane, I can go, you know, get on a plane. And that's all within reason, right? But at the same time, it's really about living a purposeful life, doing the things that you love to do and being able to balance, you know, work and play. And, mm-hmm. and that's what it's really about. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and let me add to that, and motherhood. You're still talking life's a vacay, even as a mom. That is sweet. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast today, Cha. I enjoyed every word that you shared and I hope somebody gets something, even if it's just like one person, this was, this was for you. So thank you, Cha Jones. We'll be watching your journey as well. Um, Anything, any last minute thought for you to share right now? If you haven't had a child yet and you're approaching 35 or beyond, Mm-hmm. then know that it is for you if it's what mm-hmm. you desire mm-hmm. and know that you don't have to birth a child to be a mother. Um, and so That's I think right. oftentimes people pigeonhole themselves into a box. That's right. There's so many ways for you to become a mom, but if you want to be a mom, don't give up. That's right. Amen. With that, I'm going to say motherhood after 35, we got this. Well, thanks so much for listening to another episode of First Time Moms Beyond 35 podcast. Thank you, Cha, for being here with us and giving us all the goods. If this story moved you in any way, whoever's listening, please share this podcast with a friend and find Cha on Instagram at lifesofak. That's L-I-F-E-S underscore A underscore V-A-C-A-Y. If you didn't catch that, no worries. Go back and check out the liner notes for this episode. And as always, you can connect with this podcast on Instagram at First Time Moms Beyond 35. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, my friends, please leave a review so that others can land on this podcast too. Again, come back next Tuesday. We'd love to have you hear our final episode. First Time Moms Beyond 35. We got this.